Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. into a microphone before but uh, it's an experiment that incredible piercing sound of shofar that we traditionally blow every morning during the month of Elul to wake us up to prepare us it can be such a frightening sound it can be an exhilarating and exciting sound it can be a mournful and painful sound it can be a joyful sound sometimes I I blow the shofar for uh, kids, little kids, and some of them uh, laugh and find it very funny, and some of them cry. And it seems that every human emotion is contained in that primal sound from an animal's horn, usually a, a ram's horn, as mine is. Sometimes I, I take my shofar into nature and blow it like my Friday morning ritual where I go on a with a friend on a on a mountain bike ride up to the top of a of a ridge where there's very few people around and I blow the shofar and it's incredible how the natural world just absorbs the sound as if it's just one of its own there's no stirring that happens blow it really loudly and you'd think like the whole of the the scene around would just sort of explode into reaction that you'd hear animals responding and the trees quaking, but no, it just it just absorbs it. And I I sort of contrast that to if, if you know I imagine not that I've done this, I think I'd quite like to, but imagine going to a really populated place like a like a shopping mall or you know just a, a big busy um, public square and just blowing the shofar and it would it would be shocking. I mean, people would. Some people would, I'm sure, would just carry on with what they were doing, but some would be sort of shocked, like, what was that? Who is this person? Some would sort of scuttle to cross the road to avoid the awkwardness of the moment. But there's just something about those two contrasting experiences that I feel is is significant and significant to this time of year. You know, on the one hand, we, we're insignificant. What we do is is insignificant. We just le- live these lives, and we're part of, you know, a speck. We're part of the the sort of overall breathing of of creation, the everyday breathing of creation, and we also can act in ways that can have enormous, enormous impact on the lives of the people around us. On the one hand we're nothing and on the other hand we're everything you know the famous Hasidic uh, story of course that we should have a a little petek a note in one a note in each pocket one saying Bishvili Nivra Haolam like for my sake the universe was created and in the other pocket the F of Afar and just dust and ashes 
And those two realities, I mean, it can be a sort of bipolar human experience to go from those extremes of being the center of the universe and a, and a speck of dust. But I think that there's something about the shofar blast that can be all of those things. The shofar is such an immensely powerful sound that connects us to Akedat Yitzchak, to the, the binding of Isaac and that, that ram, that ultimate sacrificial ram who appeared caught in the thicket and was sacrificed instead of Isaac by Abraham at the top of Mount Moriah. And that reading, that painful, painful reading of a father being ready to sacrifice his child, which we which we read on Rosh Hashanah. And so, of course, there's that, that link to the ram of sacrifice and the sounding of the shofar. The shofar also connects us to Mount Sinai and the revelation of Torah and the, the, the incredible, alarming sound of the shofar that accompanied that transformative moment for the community. And the shofar is supposed to connect us also to the end of days. The idea that uh, Eliyahu Anavi, Elijah the prophet, is going to blow the shofar and herald a new dawn of, of human consciousness that we sometimes think of as messianic, Mashiach consciousness, where where there'll be an end to all of this crazy separation and tribalism and conflict that exists in our world right now. And so, in that sense, there's very much a bridge between the past and the present and the future in these these sounds of the shofar. And the notes, of course, the individual notes are so extraordinary. The tekiah, which is that long, piercing, clear note, which brackets all of the other notes, as if to say we begin with wholeness and purity and then in between life is a an array of of brokenness the shavarim that blows broken notes and the and the truah the 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 urgent crying notes of alarm but then it always comes back to the tekiah as if to say that a, a fragile human life begins with this sense of wholeness and purity and in between human experience can be so full of of pain and brokenness disappointment but then we come back to that that sense of wholeness and, and purity not just at the beginning and end of a life but at, at many moments in a life we can experience wholeness and brokenness and the, and the sound of the shofar the the shvarim that sort of crying wailing weeping sound um, which just punctuates our lives and our history there's there's sort of tears on the Machsel, the page of the Machsel that we read uh, on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, all of those prayers, which are prayers in the present, but they also connect us to the, the tears of our past, our own families and, 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 and the history of our people. We're punctuated, punctuated with brokenness and tears. And I think that um, we hear all of that. We hear all of that if we pay attention in the Shofar. So the shofar, the idea of blowing the shofar every every morning through the month of Elul, the month that precedes and heralds in Rosh Hashanah and our new year, that practice of blowing it is really about waking ourselves up, preparing ourselves. There's a wonderful story that was told by the uh, the Magid of Dubnov, a Hasidic master, who said that you know there was this town. Uh, a very small town, maybe a village even, where 
whenever there was a fire, the whole village would come together and they'd all fill the buckets and pass the buckets and put out the fire. And one day someone from the, from the village went into the big city and he was uh, staying there. It was the first time he'd ever been to the city. And he was woken in the middle of the night by all of these bells and whistles and sirens. And he asked somebody, what is all that commotion and noise? And he was told, ah, whenever there's a fire in the big city, the, the bells and the whistles and the sirens sound out and the fire, the fire is put out. And he was so excited about this discovery and he went back to his village and he told everybody in the village, he said, you know, in the big city, when there's a fire, they, they ring bells and they, and, they, and they blow whistles and they sound sirens and the fire goes out. And the villagers were all very excited by this discovery too. And so they invested in buying the correct <laughs> um, vessels to perform this ritual of sounding out. And they bought the, the, uh, the bells and the whistles and the sirens. And sure enough, next time there was a fire, the bells and the whistles and the sirens were sounded. But the fire continued and soon half the village was burned. And staying in the village at that time was a someone from the city who, who looked at the villagers and said, don't you understand, in the city, when those alarms are sounded out, it's an alarm for the services to come into action, and it's the people who put out the fire. And so too, said the Maggad of Duvnov, it is with the shofar. The shofar doesn't have its own, its own magic. The shofar doesn't put out fires. The shofar doesn't create miracles even. The shofar wakes each one of us up so that we can do the work that we need to do internally and externally so that we can be the best that we can be so that we can be part of tikkun olam. We can be part of repairing this broken world, repairing our broken selves and that the shofar that we blow every morning of Elul is just a beautiful way of waking us up so that we can be on our mission, living out our, our purpose in this world and bringing uh, healing and redemption to the world. That's the, that's the essence of it. These, these amazing sounds of uh, Shofar. One of the names, of course, of Rosh Hashanah is Yom Truah. Trua being one of the notes of the shofar, Yom Trua, and Trua is the which does sound like an alarm, an alarm that says, you know, the new year's coming, come on, come on, come on, come on. And the, the idea of renewal being accompanied with, with being fully awake and ready. So as we hear the sounds of shofar, May they indeed uh, wake up our, our souls, wake up our bodies, wake up our minds to the urgency, the urgency with which we are needed. Every single one of us is needed. And the shofar is helping us align to our own, to our own mission. We hear the shofar with not just our ears, but with our hearts, with our whole bodies. There's this profound idea expressed in the Mishnah that we have to really have the kavanah, we have to have the intention to hear. We can't just passively hear the notes of the shofar. We have to hear it actively. Active listening means that if we just happen to be passing by a synagogue where they are sounding the shofar and we hear it in the background, 
we haven't fulfilled our mitzvah, the obligation to hear the shofar, unless we actively make a decision in our hearts to say, yes, it's Rosh Hashanah, that's the shofar, I'm going to fulfill my own obligation to hear those notes. And similarly, we can't hear the echo of the shofar, but the sound itself, the purity of the sound itself, from which even in synagogues like ours, where there are microphones used on these holidays, the shofar itself traditionally is not, not blown into the microphone. We don't want to hear the amplified sound of the shofar through the speakers. We want to hear the purity of the notes themselves. And that's how we can align to them and how we can hear them fully. And so it's a very profound moment in Rosh Hashanah. There are a hundred blasts of the shofar throughout the course of the Rosh Hashanah service. A hundred blasts of the shofar, which is remarkable from the point of view of the person blowing the shofar, but also for us hearing it, because we are invited to have conscious awareness of every single one of those notes, to, to hear them and to embrace them fully. So, my friends, Shana Tova, may our years be uh, renewed, and may we be called within the notes of that shofar, May we be called to our very highest mission so that we can play our part in bringing a much, much better future this coming year. Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush. We will see you next time.